motherfucking poppin y'all what is up what is poppin and what is droppin it's your girl savage life tv here and yes you are listening to ufc aka your faith creative because as always sharing my creative journey with y'all in hopes to relate or inspire whichever your heart may desire you know uh hey what's going on wow episode nine huh nine episodes so far nine million to go no but I'm going to just tell y'all now that my season finale is episode 10. It is the next episode. It's like a TV show series, you know, but we're almost there. And it's not like I'm returning next year. No, I'm just going to take a little break after episode 10 just to get my other creative fairs in order, you know, live life a little more so I can come back with some fresh topics, new things to talk about with y'all, you know, the whole bit, get my life together, planned out, you know, the whole bit. But I do want to say having this podcast has been my favorite venture this year by far, by far. It's just, I, I never knew how much I'd love it and I love it the most per usual. So shout out to y'all for real, all y'all listeners, my first listeners ever. It means so f***ing much to me. You don't even understand. Like You don't even, you don't even know. You don't even know. The reach I'm getting all over the states, beyond everything. It's just, it's just, it's just, you know. Okay, nope, you know what? Not not now, not not this episode, not this episode. All right, so let me just pivot before you hear some sniffles. If you enjoyed last episode's segment of LGP, well, buddy, today, <laughs> today is another fun one, another fun topic, if you will. I'ma get into the TV shows, the voice actors, the comedy that raised me and made me who the fuck I am today. I will say, to really know me is to know my humor down to the shows I consistently watch. I feel like my ultimate love language is humor a thousand fucking percent. Like that's not even one of the designated love languages, but fuck it, I'm gonna make it one. I'm just gonna squeeze it right in. So boom shakalaka from the top, it goes humor, quality time, physical touch, and then everything else is just all in one, you know? But uh, that's how you wanna get me? You want me, man? You want me, bro? Okay. That's where, that's how you get me to where you want me. Okay. Those three things right there. So I guess we can call this episode another extension of LGP, you know, cause I am getting a little personal, personal on who I really am from my type of humor. So LGP is in the house again, like it never left. So buckle up. I hope you really enjoyed this one. Let's first and foremost, give it up for vocab Y'all, I did good this week. I followed my own rules. I gave my followers a noun and a verb to choose from. And to be honest, it felt so different because I got used, I got so used to adjectives. But anyway, this week's B to the V battle of the vocab was between enervate and pulchritude. Whoa. And the absolute winner of this week was Pulchritude, Pulchritude. That's P-U-L-C-H-R-I-T-U-D-E. It's a noun. It means physical beauty. Like that's it. That, that, that's exactly what that is. If you, if you don't want to say she's beautiful or he's beautiful, you want to say you got some Pulchritude, there you go. There's a new fancy word for that, okay? You know what has a lot of Pulchritude? What? plants in a span of six months i gained 20 plants in my apartment and they just exude that pulchritude where i'm just like here take it take it take all my money because your pulchritude has sold me from miles away 
But hey, pulchritude also fades, right? You don't want to be with someone because they have pulchritude, like just because, you know? You want to make sure they're compatible with your soul, understand, appreciate who you are. I will admit, for one of my exes, I think I stayed with them as like longer than I should have because they had a lot of pulchritude to me, but everything else was a screaming red flag. But hey, lesson learned. Now people who have a lot of pulchritude, I'm like, what's the catch? What else you got in your closet there? Because I'm not falling for it, buddy. How's the how's the relationship with your mom? Yeah, let's let's explore that. Okay. Anyway, word of the week is pulchritude. Take it home. Tell your friends. Ding 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 ding. Man, I wish I had like a cowbell, like a real cowbell. I mean, we could add it here, right? There it is. That's. That's how it sounds? Yes. You know, I had a different sound in my head. Did you mean a school bell? A school bell? Do you know how piercing that sound is? Ugh. Anyway, let's just let's just move past it. So first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to my parents. Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to give a shout out to them because they gave me the humor that I know and love today at a very young age. Everything about my humor is strictly from their influence based on the shows they exposed to me. And you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. They're just, they're so great for that. So right off the bat, right? Let me just let y'all know my top two favorite TV shows ever in the world ever are It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Archer. I mean, these shows I can just watch over and over and over. still laugh still appreciate its greatness the cleverness of their jokes everything like now my type of humor can be explained by these shows easily easily because i like my humor dark and i like my humor dry i'm a dark and dry type of gal if someone were to ask me how i like my comedy like it's a piece of steak right i'd say dark and dry and if they bring it out light and wet i'm gonna be pissed i'm gonna be pissed you know the dark and dry is the way to go for me First off, I started watching these two shows when I was a teenager. So I've been a huge fan for both for like about a decade now. Like, whoa, right? And listen, I know every episode, damn near every joke, every which way they deliver a funny ass line. I could quote these shows all day, every day. Duh and or hello. Oh my God. If you've never watched these shows, but like the dark and dry humor like me, I highly, 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 highly recommend them. These type of shows, you gotta pay attention though. You gotta pay attention to what they're saying to really get the humor. Really take note of the character arcs, the situations they put themselves in, the, the things they say that explain their personality, each character, you know? Like, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot. For example, Archer uses a lot of sound and language jokes, a lot of ongoing gags, to where you need to pay attention to find the funny in the context that they're in. It contains a boatload of dry and sarcastic humor. So again, if you find that funny, then oh buddy. Always Sunny is like that satirical dark humor. Definitely dry, but I would say more dark than dry. It's basically about a gang of friends who own and operate a bar and they themselves are the worst people ever in the world ever. And one of the funny gags about this show is that everyone else in the show, including us, knows they're terrible people. 
and they always like look at them like they're fucking crazy. Like it's a, it, that's, that's the joke, right? They're terrible people and we're laughing at them, you know? And so whenever they get into these like everyday type situations, it's always exaggerated, satirized because of just who they are. I just learned this term and I want to share real quick. So both Archer and Always Sunny can be considered as deadpan humor. Deadpan, I think it's pronounced deadpan. It's like literally dead and then pan, like Peter Pan, but he's a deadpan, you know? Now, deadpan humor is humor that is viewed as dark, morbid, cruel, offensive, or graphic to some degree, but still sounds funny. Remember that word ribald from last week? I wouldn't say this humor is ribald, but it does sound close to it. You know, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I will say these shows are not for everyone. Both Always Sunny and Archer are considered cult TV shows, meaning that they're edgy, offbeat, and gain a huge subculture following, i.e. I'm part of both, right? I really feel like there's two drastic feelings for cult TV shows. Either you don't like it, don't understand it or you love it the absolute most let's talk about your likes and dislikes um how about your favorite food what would that be oh milk steak hmm. Hmm. what milk steak i'm not putting milk just steak. Put steak just i'm gonna put, put steak. steak and then don't put steak put milk steak she'll no. know what it is no she won't know what it is she'll charlie know nobody what knows is. what that is in addition I am a fan of the creators and actors of these shows to the point that if they're in something else, oh, I'm watching 100%. Like if they co-sign something else, that's a good sign for me. But these aren't the only shows that shaped my humor over the years. I've been watching adult cartoons since as long as I can remember. So let me just break down my top five adult cartoon shows of all time. Okay, so first of all, the voice of Archer is my all-time favorite voice actor who goes by the name of H. John Benjamin. Now, if you don't know Archer, that's okay. You probably know Bob's Burgers and which H. John is the voice of Bob. Now, Bob and Archer sound exactly the same, but Archer yells way more frequently and is honestly way more funnier in my opinion. He's been my favorite for years, mainly because the voice he uses in almost all of his shows is his real actual voice. It's just naturally funny. It feels so unscripted. The way he delivers his lines, the jokes, everything is just so funny to me. To me, John's voice is perfect for that deadpan humor I mentioned earlier. Now I'm gonna nerd out real quick to John a bit because he's he's in most of my top five. He's in most of my top five adult cartoon shows. I would say he's 90% in, in them. Yeah, except for one show. Now, his first voiceover role was in an adult cartoon show from the 90s called Dr. Katz. Oh my God, I own Dr. Katz on DVD. Well, I guess my parents owned it, then they gave it to me, whatever. Definitely one of my favorite adult cartoons. It premiered on Comedy Central from 1995 to 2002. Extremely dry humor, like that shit is bone dry. Dr. Katz was a professional therapist whose patients were the popular comedians of the time. Like I said, this was the 90s. Some of the popular patients that were reoccurring on the show were like Ray Romano, Damayera. There was also Wanda Sykes, Whoopi Goldberg, Conan O'Brien, Kathy Griffin were all on it at some point, but there's a lot of like other comedians on this show. And what's funny is that in their sessions with Dr. Katz, they would tell stories that were like from their comedy acts. Like they're, you know, they're comedians. So they're essentially performing in these episodes. Oh my God, it's so great, so great. And John played as Ben, 
which is Dr. Katz's adult son who lives with him and is very dependent. So you can already assume how that story arc goes, right? It's a very acquired humor like red wine, like some fine aged red wine. You got to have a certain taste for it. If you're a fan of Mr. Benjamin like me, I think you'll like the show. Just search up the best of Dr. Katz and you'll get some seeds. Just that when, uh, when I was a kid, you never really, you didn't play real games with me. I mean, not like physical games. Like we didn't play catch. Well, that's because neither of us really like to sweat that much. I guess that's true. Yeah. No, Dad, I just wish that maybe, you know, that you had been more... Um, Athletically... Active, you know, you know, with me. Well, we used to go camping once a year. I'm talking about catch, Dad. You know what that is, right? Catch always seemed to me the most pointless of all games. I have a ball. Yeah. I'm prepared to give it up. Yeah. So I toss it to you. Right. What happens? I catch it. You catch it, throw it back. And immediately it becomes my responsibility again. <laughs> so the next show that John was on, that's also one of my favorite adult cartoons, was Home Movies. Oh, Home Movies was fucking legendary, yo. You bet I also had that on DVD. Oh, man, side note, DVDs? What a dinosaur technology now. I mean, and I own so many of those dinosaurs. So boom, shakalaka, Jurassic Park, where? Anyway, Dr. Katz and home movies, what they have in common is that not only were they produced by the same guy, Lauren Bouchard, they also shared the same animation style called Squiggle Vision, which is basically crudely drawn cartoons that makes the show even funnier, in my opinion. But again, Guess what? It's another dry humor type of show where it's more about what they say and how they deliver the lines. That is just absolutely hilarious. Home Movies was created by a guy named Brendan Small who voices the main character on the show named Brendan Small. And it's about three kids who make homemade film productions in their spare time. First of all, Brendan Small's delivery is undoubtedly funny. But John, oh buddy, John plays the famous coach mcgurk coach mcgurk is iconic bro he's their soccer coach and he and brendan just have the funniest dialogues together like coach mcgurk is always delivering irrelevant life lessons not pertaining to soccer at all whatsoever and of course coach mcgurk has his own storyline where he's this sort of drunk sort of toxic ill-informed adult he is just a hoot he is a hoot i tell you what hello I don't know what you're doing out there. What are you doing out there? Because in my mind, soccer's played with a ball, right? I wasn't trying. I was trying to run towards the goal. You're not getting points by running through the goalpost. The ball has to go through. Brendan, I'm going to show you something, all right? Mm -hmm. Maybe this will give you a little incentive. All right. Look at my arm right there. See that? Yeah. I got that when I was 18 years old. I'll tell you something. Yeah. I regret it. Because this tattoo don't come off. Right. I have a tattoo of a cow's head because I love that cheese then. So I get the cow, I go in there, I'm a little drunk. And I say, give me that cow head from that cheese. I love that cheese. Uh-huh. I have a cow, a cheese cow on my arm, Brendan. Don't get a tattoo. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Play soccer. Dr. Katz and Home Movies gave me that dry humor that I never thought I needed. This humor inspired me. It's now inside of me. Hey, to where I want to help facilitate this humor in a bigger way on a bigger platform like to be part of something that's as funny as dr cats or home movies would just be just just oh my god just a dream now the next shows i'll dive in a little bit they share the same the same 
what do you call it? What do you call it? Platform? No. Ranking. There it is. Ranking. Ranking. Family Guy and American Dad, created by Seth MacFarlane, who is, I would say, the most well-known voice actor. I mean, he's great, too. Seasons one through five of both shows were the best to me. That's when the comedy direction felt so authentic. It was definitely more dry than ever, like that desert dry humor. That shit was hilarious in the beginning seasons. And you fucking guessed it, my parents also owned these DVDs, so my young ass would watch these shows all the time. All of the time. Unknowingly building my taste for that dry, sarcastic, also known as deadpan, humor while I was growing up. I mean, Family Guy was a pioneer in their famous cutaway scenes. Like, no other show was doing that. They essentially invented that. And I'm not gonna go too deep on these shows because we all know they're great. But if you ask me, I think American Dad aged better than Family Guy. The new Family Guy is just so not funny to me. It's more ribald humor. Ah, remember that word. But it feels like they're trying too hard to be funny, to be relevant. They're getting way more gruesome, way too crass for my liking. But American Dad, even though it got so much weirder when they went to TBS, they're still so funny. Like the newer episodes still make me laugh my ass off. Even though American Dad is weird now, sometimes crass and ribbled from time to time, they still make it tasteful. Like it's not too, it's not overboard on the gruesome and the weird shit. It's not super overboard, whereas Family Guy is like, okay, y'all lost me from the jump, you know? None of the characters in American Dad hate each other like in Family Guy. Like, you know, I feel like it's now awkward in Family They all hate each other. It's a whole thing, you know? And you know what's so ironic is that given their title, Family Guy now does not portray the family values that we used to rely on, okay? Yeah. Ah, there it is, there it is. The newer episodes are just tasteless in my humble opinion. Now, the last cartoon show I'ma touch on, then we'll pivot this conversation, of course, is Rick and Morty. Of course, of course I gotta add Rick and Morty. If I'm talking about this type of humor, of course I gotta add them. Now, when Rick and Morty first came out in 2013, so that was nine years ago, I loved the show from its first fucking season, hands fucking down. Rick and Morty created by Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, but Justin is the voice of both Rick and Morty. Now, when I tell you, Rick and Morty really made me, really made me want to get into voice acting, like their line delivery, that the way Rick and Morty stammer in their speech, the way their lines felt, again, so natural and scripted, like there were actually uh, some scenes and lines that were improv, comedy gold, like fuck, dude, season one of that show just looked so fun to be part of and the humor again was just spot on. More dark than dry. And I, you know, I would say it's like, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I would say it's a healthy blend of both, you know? But, you know, I'm a dark and dry type of girl, so that just worked fine. My absolute favorite episode ever is, is the first episode of the interdimensional commercial ones because all of their commercials were improv. I'm telling you, when I first watched that shit, I could not stop laughing because A, it obviously sounded improv, and B, like, I don't know, when you listen to improv and you listen to the people like laughing at their own like things that they're saying, that makes it so much funnier. That improv humor was by far the best moments of the show. That's that organic funny shit where you're just making up crazy random things on the fly. And to me, that's just oh, that real unfiltered humor, dude. But I'll tell you one thing, the moon, it comes crashing into earth. And what do you do then? It's two brothers and a, and and they're gonna it's called two brothers two brothers 
It's just called two brothers. Oh man, oh man. Like that's that's some good stuff right there. Rick and Morty, ladies and gentlemen. Rick and Morty, along with all the other cartoon shows that raised me, like I just I just am so grateful for them, you know? They helped me. Hey, 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 hey. I was in the middle of saying some shit. Okay, first of all, rude. Second of all, uh, I kind of forgot where I was gonna go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This little rundown of the top five cartoon shows that raised me essentially, like helped me find myself and be more comfortable in my taste and what I like and what I find funny and all of that to a point where like, I wanna be part of that someday. I wanna be a voice actor. I wanna be a cartoon animator. And fun fact, with me and my business partners NFT earlier this year, the whole point of the NFT is to have an adult cartoon show and we have the same taste, the same type of humor. So we're looking to involve into our cartoon show. It's in the works. It's uh, logistics, you know, everything. It's uh, just hold on. First of all, making a cartoon show is not <laughs> it's not it's not a walk in the park. And I didn't think it was an easy stroll. You know, I was ready for the challenge. But boy, that 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 that's some shit. So uh, I plan on revisiting that very soon. But in the meantime, I do want to go back to a question that I posed in my last episode, like what is Savage Life TV, right? And essentially the accumulation of all these shows plus Adult Swim influence like made me want to make my own sort of channel called Savage Life TV where all my skits, all my creative ventures, anything from my homies to my own stuff lives on this channel. The goal is to have my own talk show, literally have my own channel if I can, you know, um, under Savage Life TV. So, hey, thanks for joining in and tuning in to The Vision. As always, it's a pleasure to be your host. SavageLife.tv on IG is where you could find me. Next week is the season finale, so don't you miss out. I wish that rhymed. <laughs>